I'll let you know right off the bat that I will not do justice to this text today from 1 Kings 18 for a couple of good reasons, uh, not the least of which is my shoulder surgery four days ago and the happy pills I've been taking to ward off the pain. Uh, Seriously, my recovery is going quite well so far, and I thank you for your prayers and expressions of support. But even without this, I would have left many aspects of this story untouched, because today has its own agenda. This is a special day in the yearly rhythm at Parkview. Some have told me, and I've said so myself sometimes, that they look forward to this service more than any other. And I think that's because it touches a very deep part of us. It doesn't mess around with the superficial. It goes straight to the core of human experience, the reality of the loss of people we love, the harrowing experience of being left alone, left behind, left without the sustaining physical presence and unconditional love of people who've made our lives so full and meaningful. Now, obviously, many close relationships also have complications and pain that go with them, that go along with the love and support that we may also experience from the same relationship. Now, after the loss of a loved one, none of us are left entirely alone. Most of us have some people in our lives that add light and life to our daily existence, while at the same time, our loss is real, and it is deep, and sometimes even devastating, and it never fully goes away. Whether our loss was a spouse, a parent, a child, or some other person important to our well-being, the bottom line is that if we have lost a beloved life co-traveler, we have experienced the deep pain of feeling alone in this world. And there's no feeling more painful and more common than that of feeling alone. So it's with that in mind that I read this fantastic story of Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Now, I could touch on many things in this story. This is a particular genre of story, a hero story, of which there are many in ancient literature and modern literature and numerous stories like this in the Bible, stories intended to reinforce the legitimacy of an important figure because they could do amazing things that others could not. I could also talk about how the northern kingdom of Israel became dominated by a pagan religious framework where the god Baal was dominant and where Yahweh, the god who loved them and delivered them from slavery, was pushed to the background and nearly forgotten. I could talk about Elijah's penchant for complaining and moping when the chips were down. We could ponder why he needed to prove himself 
and prove his God and whether jealousy might have played a part in this showdown at the altar with the prophets of Baal. Or, most provocatively, we could talk about Elijah's troubling act of revenge. Now, our assigned reading today stopped at verse 39, where the crowd of onlookers fell down in repentance, proclaiming Yahweh as the true God, and there's no question as to why it stopped there. Because in the very next words, verse 40, Elijah tells these repentant people to immediately take all 450 prophets of Baal into custody. And then, and I quote directly from verse 41, Elijah brought them down to the Wadi Kishon and killed them there. Now, wouldn't you like to have me try to make a gospel message out of that story? I'm just naming the complexity of this story because I want you to know that I know that it's there and maybe someday we can explore how to read stories like this. But right now, because of what day it is, I'm going to simplify by lifting out just one aspect of this long and complex story. Like most stories in the Bible, there are multiple things going on here and multiple ways that we can learn from them. And sometimes the simplest lesson is the one we need most. If All Saints Day is a time for us to name our loss, to acknowledge the pain of feeling alone in the world, and to celebrate the joy of discovering that there is life beyond loss, and there is community beyond isolation, then this story of Elijah is not a very bad place to start. Elijah, like many of us, struggled with feelings of loneliness, of isolation, of grief, and loss. Sometimes he did not act out of his best self. I think we could agree. His job as a prophet under the reign of the brutal and idolatrous and egotistical and vengeful King Ahab was not an easy calling for Elijah. He spent a lot of his time in hiding. Maybe he suffered from depression. As we stumble along our own grief journeys, we also occasionally struggle to act out of our best selves. Sometimes we just do the best we can and put one foot in front of the other and decide to love and accept ourselves where we are. But in the end, This message of God to Elijah is the message that keeps coming back to us as well. It's a message we so desperately need to hear again today. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are being accompanied. 
accompanied by love, accompanied by God, accompanied by your people, your family, whether biological or otherwise, and sometimes accompanied by strangers. I am grateful for the gift of Scripture that keeps repeating that message over and over again, spanning all times and places and circumstances in Scripture. We are not alone. All Saints' Day is essentially a day to remind ourselves of that message. We are not alone. There is a whole communion of saints that have gone before us. There is even a community of redeemed scoundrels that have gone before us and who encourage us in their own way. We are not alone in our present and our past has not entirely left us either. We are still being actively shaped and formed by the character of relationships of those who have died. As of this All Saints Sunday, 279 people have died while associated with Parkview Mennonite Church. In significant ways, that group of people has shaped who we have become as a church. And they have shaped many of our lives individually. The names of all 279 are before us today. They are printed in your bulletin. And we invite you to scan that list and reflect on those that you knew. In addition, the photos and narratives of each of their lives are in the four memory books that you'll find in the foyer today and for the next several weeks. So take time to browse those memory books now, uh, today, or sit down with them later in the church library where they reside the rest of the year. Our ritual of remembrance today has several stages to it. First, we will remember and name aloud 11 persons who died since All Saints Sunday last November, including one just three days ago. And their photos are on this front table as an added reminder of their lives. After that, the choir will share with us a beautiful and moving song by John Bell, The Last Journey. And then we will all be invited to make your way forward for candle lighting and communion and more instructions will follow for that. So let us now hear the names of those who died in the last year. And you may read in unison the bold print of the scripture as you see it projected on the screen. We remember with thanksgiving those from this congregation whom we have entrusted to God and who now rest from their labors. 
Virginia and Redhead Bethune. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Vira Gladys Miller Hirschberger. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God, God who, who gives, gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Aaron Donald Augsburger. If God is for us, who is against us? For I am convinced that nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Laverne Ruth Zare Yoder. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and that at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after, after my skin has been thus destroyed, destroyed then in, in my flesh I shall see God. Carol Darlene Gettert Burkhart. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run with perseverance the race before us. Samuel Horton Weaver. Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our, Our inner, inner nature, nature is, is being, being renewed day, day by day. Luke Mumod Drescher. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Marion Chapin Jameson. We do not live to ourselves, and we do not die to ourselves. Whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. Frederick Thomas Barner III. He will guide them to springs of the water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Mary Beth Messner Kreider. I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. 
Abraham Davis. I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. 